Hey guys, you have reached the Mighty Thor podcast episode 16. At the sound of the tone, please leave your feedback. Okay, no, we're just kidding. Um, But this is the Mighty Thor podcast, and this is episode 16, so, hey. And we do want your feedback. Yes, we do. But you don't have to leave it right now because you're listening. You can leave it later. Like like our buddy Way. He sent us some more feedback. Yay, Way. But before we get into Way and his feedback, Terry, how have you been lately? Just fine. Cool. We've been having some moderate weather around here finally. Thank goodness. Well, I mean, as I'm saying this, the... Temperature is dipping down into the 30s. Well, the schools in, like, Detroit were closed, I saw, (laughs) and the the northern panhandle of West Virginia, all all four of those counties, the schools were closed. And so, I mean, it's north of us, but I I don't think it's really hitting Maryland, you know, D.C., New York, Baltimore, Boston, like like it has before. It may be getting a little bit. I think it's, like, Chicago, that way, Great Lakes, what would that be? Eastern PA, Eastern New York. So there's there is still getting some nasty weather, but I, I love you guys, but I'm glad it's you and not me. I'm just tired of it. Me too. All right. So uh, now uh, getting getting to Way's feedback here. He said, "Hey, Ed and Terry. Yeah, it's been a while. Things have been hectic here, and I didn't really have anything to add to 14, so I didn't write." I'm sure you guys understand. I just listened to 15. Personally, I like the dynamic of the podcast. My experience with comics is closer to Ed's, so I really enjoy experiencing it through the fresh eyes of Terry. New readers will sometimes question things that people like Ed and I take for granted, which is a good thing. Frank, who sent us a pretty lengthy lengthy Mm -hmm. feedback that we did last episode, sounds like he's closer to Terry's experience in comics. To help him with some of the things he mentioned, maybe you could post pages or panels from the books you're reviewing on your site. Describing art helps, but seeing it is usually better. Uh, True that. Yes. Yeah. I do need to point out, though, that Terry is a little off on her reasoning uh, of a couple things. Mjolnir isn't lifted if one is pure. It's lifted if one is worthy. Which, um, actually, I believe one of the issues that we're going to talk about tonight calls that into question. That worthiness has more to do with one's warrior spirit and intentions. I'm about to break the fifth comic book debate commandment. Yeah, I just made that up. Thou shalt not quote inter-publisher crossovers. But I really think this is the best example of its being properly written. When Marvel and DC cross over, Superman can never lift Mjolnir without special permission from Odin. And I think we can all agree he's pretty pure when it comes to superheroes. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, is far less pure but more of a warrior and can always lift the hammer. Wonder Woman is a warrior while Superman is more of a pacifist. He abhors violence. Actually, I would call Superman a Boy Scout. That's just me. You understand what he's saying? Yes, I do. Okay. Likewise, Although I don't, I don't recall 
questioning or trying to explain why somebody could or could not lift the hammer, I was saying why um, Jane Foster could not be immortal or could be immortal, whereas Gargoyle couldn't be immortal. And maybe we talked about the hammer somewhere, though. Okay, maybe, might have. Maybe somebody trying to lift it. And I just don't remember talking about the hammer. Specifically. Specifically. I, I do remember but the But I Jane. remember the whole thing about yeah. becoming immortal, in, and I said that you had to be pure. In episode 15. Or worthy to become immortal, and that's why Gargoyle couldn't, because he was too evil. Right. Likewise, purity has nothing to do with why Thor refused to grant Grey Gargoyle's immortality. Now, there's the point that I was making. Well, okay. The fact that he's a villain probably played a part in it, but Grey Gargoyle was demanding that Thor grant him immortality. It's not within his power. That's why Thor had to beg Odin to make Jane immortal. Now, Thor could have told him this, and that Odin was the only one that could grant Gargoyle's demands, but... That would simply result in Gargoyle attacking Asgard. Now, I don't really see Thor setting Asgard up to be attacked. Makes sense. Okay. I have a theory for the new series. You're not the only ones saying that Loki, being a little kid, excludes him from having something to do with various things, like the old lady talking to Kelda, uh, the moment Frank mentioned. The problem with this idea is that it requires Loki to still be entwined with the Asgardian fate. Child Loki appeared when Thor used the Odin Force to call Loki's spirit forth. The entire point of the previous arc was that Loki is no longer subject to Asgardian fate. As such, Loki's spirit wouldn't be compelled to appear. So, um, my theory is that child Loki is merely a manifestation created by the true Loki who simply watched amused when Thor tried to compel him to appear. It'll be some part of a plan to mess with Thor, or perhaps an attempt to simply prevent the Asgardians from catching on to what he's really doing, or it could be a way to spy on Thor. There are many things I can see this being. I don't believe that child Loki is the real thing. By the by, congrats on getting married, and I'm sorry. Kidding. Wait. So he's, he's supposing that the thing that we're seeing is Loki in the current issue is not Loki. What do you think about that? I don't, I don't, it has not been my experience so far with the comics that I have read, which is basically what we've talked about on here in this genre. I've read like other different types of Hot comics. Hot stuff and Richie yeah. Rich and, and, well, not just that, but I've read Dot, um, Little Dot. Archie. And I've read the fairy tales. I've Mouse read Guard Mouse Guard and, yeah. and stuff like that. But I just, I don't see them being that smart. Well. Being that. That would be pretty cool if what he has be, done, if he is off putting in motion some master plan and using this as a distraction. That would be cool. That would be cool, but I just, I don't see them being that smart. I suspect that this is Loki. Um, he has come back. Now, I'm not quite getting why he feels that Loki has separated himself from the rest of the Asgardians as far as the Asgardian fate. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe that's something, you know, that he's keying in on that occurred before where we started. Could be. Um, maybe maybe he'll give us some more feedback and tell us why he feels that way. I'm not, I'm not sure about why, Wait. Know, why he feels that. Wait, that was a hint. Feedback. Tell us why you feel that way. 
What issues are you speaking of? And that, I think, will do it for our feedback for this episode. Uh, now, just to throw a heads up out there to weigh, uh, stay tuned because the other email that you sent us, uh, we will talk about in our first uh, special episode, which will be talking about Thunder. Thor First Thunder. First Thunder. Uh, we'll do a show talking about that mini All five books, yeah. Yeah. So, um, also as we're recording this, this week the new Thor comes out and two other Thor-related miniseries uh, finish up, too. So, all We're going to th- hopefully be very busy. Thor files <laughs> out there, keep, keep an eye out for that. All right. Uh, this episode we're going to talk about Journey into Mystery issues 116, 117, and 118. Finally, the trial of the gods, where we left off last time. If everyone remembers, and all Loki got Thor in trouble with Odin, and Daddy decided they have to go to a trial of the gods to see who's telling the truth. Right. And it's a trial, not like a judge and jury, but a trial like a contest of strength. Yes. Like the trials of Hercules. Yes. Although he's in another god group. Uh, and all three of these are related to that story, too. Yes. And one There's issue another... from before, so that's four. And the next one that we'll be doing in also, the old is also related. So that's five. Because so that's, that's why five... I went on to reading. You said you don't have to read that one. I'm like, yeah, I know. But it kind of oh, kind of let in, finished, you know, wrap it up. It's a five-issue, uh, not necessarily a story arc, but they tie in pretty close. Yeah. So, okay. All right, on the uh, cover of uh, 116 here, yeah, we've got uh, Thor and Loki standing before Odin, looks like here, with a, a dude ringing a gong behind him. And it just says, the time has come for the trial of the gods. And can I interject? When they did the art for this cover... I'm not so sure that I agree with the way that they did it because of Thor and Loki being appearing to be the same physical size. I mean, if you look at the musculature on both of them, they appear to be about equal. I mean, the thighs of Thor are a little bit bigger than Loki's. But I always pictured Loki as a more live, thinner, not-so-muscled. I mean, when they drew this, they drew that. I mean, they look too much alike physically. In the physicality, right? For for the way that things are supposed to go with those two, Thor's supposed to be the brawn, and Loki's supposed to be the brain. Now, even though Th- Loki would be like that, though, he could still be many times stronger than a normal human. Well, yeah, but uh, I don't think he so should. I don't think they should look so similar in physicality. I agree. I, I think that I think what they're too trying mus- to do here. is relay that Loki is strong. Compared to us, yeah, he is. But well, compared yeah. to the other but compared Asgardians, to Thor, no. he shouldn't look that. And good. I think Thor should be bigger, also. Yes, more, taller, more broader. Yeah. yeah. Because again, he has the strength of the Asgardians, you know, just the normal. But he also is one of the strongest Asgardians, and right. so that would be more than the normal. So that should be reflected in his physique as well, I would think. Yes. Just like when we've seen Tyr in the new books. Tyr is rather large. Yes. 
Well, he's the Norse god of war. He should be. That's what he does. So it's like, well, yeah, he's going to be bigger for whatever reason, because he's always working out. You know, however you want to explain it. But, yes, being a god of war, you think, well, he's going to be imposing. Mm -hmm. Well, being Asgard's best warrior. He should be as imposing as Tyr. He should be imposing as well. Yeah, good, good point. All right, we uh, going into the story here. We see that Odin has decreed that, um, due to the the latest bickerings of the two of them, the latest transgression, that they should be um, exiled into Skornheim and have to find their way back to the city of Asgard, and he who does it first between Thor and Loki will win this trial. Uh, the caveat is that they both had to turn over their weapons. They they have to approach it barehanded. Odin dispatches them to Skornheim, and immediately Loki reaches into his belt pouch and pulls out, uh, quite literally, a bag of tricks. Yes. He's got a small bag that contains his... Norn, st- Norn stones, Norn gems, Norn rocks. What were they called? Norn something. We'll, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it and throw what, it in there. What he calls it. But uh, this he uses throughout the trials to extract or allow him to conquer the various naturally occurring traps and, and areas of Skornheim. And you remember correctly, it's Norn, N-O-R-N, stones. Stones, okay, yes. Norn stones. Um, at first, uh, Loki uses them to look into the earthly dimension and shows Thor to kind of throw Thor off his game that the Enchantress and the Executioner are there uh, wanting to confront Jane. So now Thor is rattled because he needs to get through all this because it's what he needs to do. But on top of that, he needs to get through all this so that he can go and save Jane because he perceives that she will be in peril. And, you know, those two have gone after Jane before. Yes. And if they would quit erasing her memory every time she goes through something, she, she might have remembered that she'd seen them before and ran the other way. Been a little little more hesitant. Yeah, that, that's true. Which uh, they do again in this story arc, Yes, too. They, they do. Mess with the girl's Balder. head. Balder. It's, uh, it's surprising now that she doesn't have, like, brain cancer yeah, or something. Yeah, or something. So the, uh, they, Thor and Loki start encountering different naturally occurring situations that they have to overcome. Uh, the... The sun of Skornheim is very hot, and it turns the stone into liquid form. Um, Loki says lava. Quicksand. And Thor has to basically swim through it, whereas Loki uses his Norn stones to solidify a walkway atop it. Next, they come to an impenetrable uh, forest of spiked plants that Loki uses a Norn stone to turn himself intangible, and he just walks through, whereas Thor takes his cape and wraps it around his helm on his fist like a, a 
big boxing glove or something like that and uses it to batter his way through the um, the thicket. Then they encounter Yogg, who has these two electrodes on the end of his arms where his hands are or should be. And when he puts them together, it, it shoots tremendous bolts of electricity, which he can kind of direct. Once they encounter Yogg, the story cuts back to Asgard, where Balder has disturbed Odin in his royal bath. Imperial Imperial bath, bath excuse me, in his imperial bath. Those are some kicking slippers, man. I'm telling you. Look at you. dog's slippers. I'm telling are, you. Yeah. I like his robe, too. Yeah. That's, that, that keep me warm. This is pretty cool. Uh, telling uh, Balder. By the his, way, it's a, it's, it looks like it's a fur line, fur around the collar and all the way around down down the, the robe and around the hood, and then you've got big furry slippers. Yeah, it's just, it's very furry. Yes. Everything about it is very furry and large. And Odin is not small to begin with, so large on him is, like, very large. Probably size 22, shoot. <laughs> uh, Balder is telling Odin that the Asgardian and Enchantress are menacing Jane, um, not for any other reason than Balder realizes that this, if done by Loki, will distract Thor from... Uh, his his Scornheim trials, and Odin does not want anything to detract from either of them. They want them to be straight up everything they can be and and Somebody able can. to do and hopefully even and you know get through this. So he dispatches Balder to go uh, watch over and if necessary if necessary save Jane. Uh, nobody's really sure what the Enchantress and Executioner are going to do, but he sends Balder down there in case to help her or undo anything they might be doing uh, so that that can't be used uh, against Thor. Now, cutting back to Yogg or Yag, however you want to pronounce it, Loki is using his Norn stones to uh, levitate, whereas by staying on the ground, Thor becomes a better target. Loki levitates away. Thor continues to fight Yag, finally uh, knocking him cold with a, a chunk of mountain that he ripped out and, and flung at him. Loki has come upon a... Unbearable heat. Yeah, the withering heat of the glowing boulder road of Skornheim. And he uses the Norn Stones to create a whirlwind around himself that, that cools him and, and allows him to walk on the hot surface and not be burnt up. And then he encounters a forest of carnivorous plants and uses the Norn Stone to repel the plants. It's the only known thing that can up repel them. Cutting to Earth, we see that the Executioner and Enchantress are indeed trying to uh, acquire Jane, let's say, as she's running away. Some uh, regular humans try to intervene, but the executioner, being you know a very strong as a guardian, uh, quickly dispatches the few that try to help. But then the few go and get 
help and they become a mob, basically. And the Enchantress puts the mob asleep. We see that one of the members of the Teen Brigade that Rick Jones is a member of, Rick Jones is a hanger-on of the Avengers. So here is an attempt to get the Avengers involved by the uh, story artists of Lee and Kirby. But to no avail, they're in a meeting. They don't get the, the message that is sent. He tries to get help from the daredevil who is swinging by, but the daredevil ignores him. We see also that he tries to contact the Baxter building, which is the home of the Fantastic Four, and we see some of the Fantastic Four foes attempting to gain entry into the Baxter building only to, to run away scared. So basically this, this all is an attempt to try to tie things together. You've got the Thor book. Now you've got the Avengers mentioned. You've got the Defenders mentioned, or uh, Daredevil mentioned. You've got the Fantastic Four mentioned. I'm trying to get you interested in branching out. All one out. big universe. Yeah. And, and they make reference to stories that these other heroes are involved in um, as far as the book number. Um, Marvel Superheroes issue 27 for what the Daredevil is doing, Fantastic Four 38 for what the Fantastic Four is doing. So it's an attempt to try to to tie some things together. Balder uh, arrives on Earth and confronts the Executioner and Enchantress, but before we can see anything about that encounter, it cuts back to Skornheim, where Thor, just through force of will, has traversed the hot boulder road and encounters the carnivorous plant forest and just starts hacking and tearing it up until such a time as he gets to a body of water, a river, and he jumps in it and swims to, to ease his path rather than trying to hack through the plants. Uh, nearly catches up with Loki and then finally does just as Loki levitates across a, a, a fire crevasse, uh, thus helping Thor in this instance get across it. They decide to do a little hand-to-hand -hand here and, and because of all the travails that he personally has gone through, physically Thor is, is weakened. Loki subdues him briefly and makes his way through the um, barrier, through the breach between Skornheim and Asgard, thus being the first back into Asgard. And that is pretty much where we end 116. Enchantress and Executioner are trying to get Jane with Balder there. Loki and Thor have come to the end of their trial with Loki seemingly achieving the goal first. Can't necessarily say when because there's going to be more to it, obviously, because they didn't say Loki won. So, so what did you think about that one? I like it. Um, it's, it's held my interest from the last one to this one to wanting to see what's going on with the next one. So it's doing what it's supposed to do. 
that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you want to get the next right yeah, issue the next book. And, and read it. And has it always come out like two weeks, like it does now? Back when it was uh, Journey into Mystery, did it come out weekly, bi-weekly? No, it probably came out monthly or bi-monthly. Monthly or bi-monthly? See, that would drive me nuts. Well, the regular Thor comes out bi- uh, monthly. We just do this show every two weeks. Oh, that's right. And then, so, I, I, I prefer having them all in the Well, <laughs> there, there are people that, um, you know, they like the monthly books, and they'll read monthly books, but then there will be a story that they're like, no. I'll just get them, and I'll put them back, and then when that storyline is done, I'll sit down and read them. You know, mm-hmm. and there there are writers, and there are ways of writing that just that periodicity just seems to to break things up too much, and mm-hmm. the the story just flows better by sitting there and being able to pick up book after book. Right. So, yeah, there's and you know, well, I'm, I can, I'm a big fan of the marathon on TV. You know, you like a, a series, an right. hour long series. I like those Labor Day marathons where they show the whole season. Yeah, they, they show the season before the, for 12 hours. before the premiere of the next season. Yeah. You can catch last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that continuous story. And saying that, let's continue on to 117 so we can see what happens, see if Loki actually won. And 117 starts with Into the Blaze of Battle. It shows... telling him you were such a fraud those enchanted stones you know you cheated and he just wait till i tell everybody in asgard how you cheated and loki's like well no one will ever know because i'm going to throw my stones and he throws them to earth yeah like an interdimensional interdimensional throw (laughs) so so loki's like whatever you call me names all you want to i'm the winner i'm the winner i'm the winner and thor's like i will get you and Loki's like, well, you're not allowed to. So the Imperial Guard comes and takes them to Valhalla. And Thor there tells Odin that Loki has cheated. And, of course, Loki's saying, Thor lies. I never did such a thing. <laughs> if I did such a thing, then where are they? It's, the victory is rightfully mine. He's such a liar. Yeah. Anyway. So Thor's like, please, you know, I'm I'm not lying. You know how Loki just tries to deceive everybody. And Odin's like, fine, because of your the past and, and your prowess as, as a valiant warrior and, and all the valiant deeds you've done, I will give you 24 hours before I pass final sentence for you to go find these stones. And he sends Thor to Earth. And there we, we switch to Baldur fighting for Jane trying to um, stay the executioner and the enchantress and they're like why in the world do you care and Baldur's like because he's my friend's love so that's why I care and the enchantress tries to help him defeat defeat Baldur and it's not really working and, and here comes Thor and Thor's like Baldur my friend I shall never forget this and the executioner's like, well, there's no way I can beat them both, so therefore I have to do something. So he smashes a water truck so that it spews all its water right up at Thor, but nothing's going to stop him now because he can see his beloved. No, 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 no. 
Love a little musical and a little bit. So now you made me forget his name. The bad guy. The executioner. Thank you. The executioner tells Enchantress, just let her go. We have to go. And, he's, and execution, the Enchantress is like, fine, have her. She's no more use to us anyway because if Thor's here, that means Loki didn't win. And Loki promised us he'd win. And that's the only reason we're here is because he was going to win. And so Thor's asked Balder, is she okay? And he's like, yes, I've already made her forget everything again. Messing with her head, Messing man. with her head again. If they would just leave her alone, she would know these people are evil and run away. No doubt. But Thor is like telling Balder about, you know, I shall never re- I shall never forget all that you've done for me and how you safeguarded and, and, and you're my best friend. BFF forever. But I have to complete a task. So will you please take care of Jane while I wander off to find these stones of Loki's? BFF? Best friend forever. Oh. Him and Balder, BFF. What is that? Some kind of like junior high text abbreviation or yes. something? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes, I'm trying to regress. Okay. So Thor goes off. He's using the uh, the Uru powers of his hammer to try to find the stones because he says that it will be attracted to an Asgardian because it's an Asgardian hammer and it will be tra- attracted to Asgardian stones, which they've used that kind of thing before. He has said he, he would be able to find or feel something because his hammer will be attracted to it. Thor is always carrying around Asgardian stones and the hammer doesn't do anything. Oh, ha. So anyway, anyway, so he's being drawn to the continent of Asia, and the Viet Cong see him, and they're like, well, let's open fire on this, because we don't know what this is. So Thor's like, wait a minute, I can't can't deal with all you people down here. I'm trying to find the Mystic Stones. I only have 24 hours. So he's going through the jungle. They They have kind of forced him down to kind of hide because he doesn't want to have to deal with them because he doesn't have time to deal with them. And they're attacking and battling, and, and there's no way he can do anything else. He has to get up and he has to fight. So as he gets up to fight, a gigantic mortar shell fired from a nearby hill, hill hits him. And nor, while it would normally kill normal people, of course it doesn't kill him, but he is unconscious, and he wakes up in a hut with some Vietnamese people, a family. Yes. And they are telling him about the evil dictators and, and how they need help and how they think that he is the answer to prayers that they have put forward to Buddha. And Thor's like, oh, man, I wish I could help him, but I have got to find these stones. I have got to get back to Asgard. I have to show them. But he keeps seeing that, that, that everything that's going on around him is like, yeah, they're speaking the truth, and they really need help, and I'm supposed to help the, the earthlings, but I have so much i got to do. And he's like, my... Hammer is tingling again, so he's off because the stones are somewhere nearby. And he's like, okay, I've got to go find these stones. (laughs) But as he's trying to go through the jungle to find them, the jungle is is just wrapping him up, and he can't get through it. So he decides to turn into Dr. Donald Blake, who is much smaller in stature and can kind of go through the trees and stuff much easier. Can I just add? Yes. I fully understand Thor's concern because personally it is very distracting when the stones make my hammer tingle so I I fully understand he needs to get on and, and, and get this taken care of thank you dear so then we switch back to Asgard where the queen of the Norns is 
pissed because Loki has not given her back the stones. And Loki's like, I'm trying to get them. I'm using them as bait. Just give me a minute. And she's like, you've tried everything you can to defeat Thor. And 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 you keep lying like that. Odin's going to find out. And when Odin finds out, I don't want to be around him. Don't bring yeah. my name up that I helped you <laughs> because Odin will kill me and he'll kill you. And I just don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. And Loki starts talking, but... But it's okay because I have plans to take Odin out. And she's like, oh, I'm getting out of here. Even I cannot be around this villainy. Don't tell anybody I was here. Don't tell anybody (laughs) I was here. I'm leaving. I don't know nothing about your plans. (laughs) Goodbye. So Loki's like, fine, you weakling. Get on out of here. He has decided that he hates Odin so badly for killing his father. Yes. Even though Odin has taken him in and given him, given him everything, forgiven him time after time after time for all the trouble that he's done, Loki is still plotting to kill him. He wants to be as cruel and as deadly and as evil as anybody else has been good. He says he's going to be the manifestation of everything bad when he gets to take over. So he's looking down at Earth, and he sees that Thor has turned into Donald Blake, and he's like, well, this is my chance, because as long as he's Donald Blake, I can defeat him. I can smash him like the little grape that Donald Blake is. And he's my... Now, controls the Viet Cong, or shows them where Donald Blake is, or somehow he gets the Viet Cong to capture Donald Blake, and... They don't take the cane away from him, but they tie him up with his arms hanging over the cane, using it as as a form of bondage on him. Yeah, they kind of hog tie him with the cane yeah. uh, through his, his elbows behind his back. Yeah. And they take him to this dungeon where this, this guy is going to... Um, interrogate? Interrogate. Thank you. Interrogate him. Try to figure out where who and what and where Thor is. He has a picture of Thor. And he wants to know who he is and what he is and where he is. And Donald Blake is like, I don't know anything. He's like, bring in the hostages. Well, the hostages they bring in is the same family that Thor that took Thor in when he was unconscious and tried to help. Yeah. So he's like, I have to do something. Some, I have to do something. So while the, he's while the man is yelling at the hostage. so that he turns back into Thor. <laughs> and the minute he does that, it starts tingling again. It's a good thing, because if not, he'd have broke his neck. Yeah. The way yeah, the way he fell. fell. He was going down head first. I mean, it was... <laughs> it was it was a two inches between the, the, the cane hitting and his head hitting. It was pretty bad. But as soon as he gets the hammer back, he feels the tingle again. He looks up, and he sees the packet of stones on top of artillery shells. And he said, Loki must have planned it this way, because if those shells were to explode, not even his great strength could save him. Yeah, it's a huge cavern full of uh, huge. full of artillery of shells. Artillery and then shells. The, the Norn stones in their little bag are, are perched up on top of this huge stockpile of shells. And then we cut back to the general and the hostages, and it turns out that he is the brother. He is the son. He is the part of the family yeah, of hostages. I didn't either. And they're... They're telling him, you know, I can't believe that you're doing this. And, and he goes to shoot his brother. He gets so irate. 
He goes to shoot his brother, the hostage. His mother jumps in front of his brother, so he ends up shooting them both. So he gets, it snaps him back into reality of, of who he is, and this is family. And his sister's running, screaming, because she's already seen him shoot two of the family. And he's like, no, I'm not going to hurt you. I've realized what I've done. She doesn't want to be shot off. But she doesn't want to be shot, so, and she doesn't believe him. So she's just running, screaming, and Thor can hear her. And by now he's got the stones in his hand. So he runs out to take care of all these gorillas, Viet Cong, so that he can save the girl, grabs the girl, and the man's like, no, you don't understand. I realize what I've done. I realize what communism has turned me to. I realize it's wrong. And Thor's like, well, I'm still not trusting you with the girl. So he takes the girl with him and leaves him there. And I think that they're trying to say that he killed himself because he picked up yes. He picked up the gun and he shot the cache of artillery shells and the whole thing blew up. Yeah. And Thor's flying away with the girl. The artillery shells are blowing up, and that is the end of this issue. Yes, and and thus Ends. is is the tale of the evils of communism. Yes, makes you turn against your family. It will cause you to blow up in an entire cave full of artillery shells. Yes, but we still haven't finished the story of the trial of the gods. We're moving on to right. one eighteen because now Thor has the Norn stones that he had twenty four hours to find, and now he needs to get back to Asgard to give them to Odin and, and prove like he was a liar. Yeah, Odin uh, let Odin proceed with the uh, the judging with all the information in hand. Yes. So now the cover of one eighteen, we see Thor fighting this big metal dude almost like a suit of armor maybe or something like that and it says to kill a thunder god introducing the indestructible destroyer another character that's still around today okay the destroyer story opens with thor flying uh kim take a step back here all three of these books uh including the one that we're on now have been written and drawn by Stanley and Jack Kirby. This one is inked by Vince Coletta and lettered by Artie Simic. Artie Simic lettered the other two also. Okay. I'm not sure that Vince did them. Vince did the, did the inking, but I know that Artie did the lettering. Okay. So yes, we are in Vietnam, and this is during the Vietnam War. So mm-hmm. Now Thor has flown uh, across the lines, and he's on the American side. And he lands and hands Kim over to the Americans for safekeeping to uh, also, you know, just to check check her out and make sure she's okay. Um, Thor stops momentarily to make sure that he still has, you know, the, the Norn stones. That's what this whole quest has been about. And while he has stopped, Loki... Uh, causes someone else there in the jungle to see Thor, and it turns out that this dude is a, um, they call him a hunter, but what is it called when you get, kill animals illegally? Poacher. Poacher. He's a poacher, uh, and he happens to have uh, some knockout gas strong enough to knock out a herd of elephants, and he fires that on Thor and knocks him out, thinking... Oh, well, heck, this will be one of the greatest captures ever. I captured Thor. 
Uh, in the meantime, he's in this area, and um, he has found several items of, of treasure that he is going to be able to sell. And it's Viking treasure. Yeah, in, the in Vietnam, of, in the middle of Vietnam. Yeah, in the Vietnamese jungles. Uh, and he, he has locals bringing him stuff, and a local brings him something that he feels is uh, uh, low low quality and admonishes the native and says, well, you know, I'll go find things for myself since you people aren't bringing me anything good. And with a little help uh, secretly from Loki uh, for guidance, he stumbles upon this huge temple that has been buried for eons since time immemorial. Enters the temple and, and gets into the into the middle chamber, the secret chamber of the temple, and, and finds this big suit of armor that he seems to know the name of for some reason. Calls it the Destroyer. He gets too close to the Destroyer, and something we see something happen here. We don't know immediately because the story cuts back to Thor, who has woken up and frightens the natives and basically finds out where um, this man has gone that tried to capture him. And Thor goes and immediately recognizes the temple as the temple of darkness that was built by Odin just to house the Destroyer. The Destroyer being this creation that during the time of Earth's most dire need, Odin can activate to defend uh, Earth. So now we see that um, the the guy, the, the hunter, the poacher is still here, but now the armor is activated, and we find out that what has happened is the consciousness has left the man as ha- and has entered this destroyer armor construct, um, to fulfill a mission. So the, the destroyer kind of has the man's consciousness to animate it, but it seems to have a bit of consciousness of its own in that it has this mission that it has to fulfill, and it needs someone else's consciousness to help it do it. It happened to be this guy who stumbled in and got too close. So, now here, Thor and the destroyer are fighting and the Destroyer is very much a match for Thor. So much so that it picks up Thor's hammer and throws it at him. But I think it's because Odin created it. I think that it is merely strength. I think that it's the creature... Only the, only the Destroyer can also lift Thor's hammer, for Odin has made them all powerful. It is strength. Mm-hmm. Just strength. Odin, of course, is strong enough because he's the king of the gods. The next strongest person is Thor. Well, apparently, some aspect, probably, of Odin is in this armor, and so it is strong enough also. I don't think it has anything to do with worth or worthiness or purest of heart or any of these other... Arthurian Lady of the Lake handle the sword, pull it from the stone kind of things. It's just strength. And only this person 
well, this person and that person. Well, this person, that person, and this person are strong enough. Well, I just found out through way that Wonder Woman can... I yeah. had no idea. Wonder yeah, Woman I'm not sure what uh, miniseries that... Or or if it's... Maybe that's the Thor of the DC Universe or something. But he said crossovers. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sure. So, um, we cut back to Loki, who sees that... The Destroyer is definitely a match for Thor, and now he gets concerned, Loki does, because, well, he thinks that this Destroyer might be nasty enough to beat Thor. And, oh, man, that's all he needs, him to cause something to happen that kills Thor. Because if that were to happen, there would be nothing stopping Odin. He would just go bat poop all over everybody and just... So now Loki's got to go get Odin to help stop this Destroyer thing. And he finds out that Odin is in the middle of the sleep of life. He must endure for one full day each year in order to preserve his immortality. I've never heard of that before. I've heard of the Odin sleep, mm-hmm. which is basically him resting long enough to heal. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had to sleep uh, a day. Periodically, a whole day to stay immortal. So, okay. Yeah. So, Loki's like, no. Nah. Sorry, I need to talk to him. And the Imperial Guard is like, uh, no, you don't. And they beat him. And not only do they beat Loki, but they throw him in a cell, mm-hmm. in, a, in a jail cell, prison cell. And they tell him, look, you could just cool it there until Odin wakes up. So And they back. don't believe him when he's like, but you don't understand. They're like, yeah, you're a liar. Who, yeah, whoever believes Loki. I know. I mean, you know. I know. He could be well, saying a bush is on fire and it'd be right behind him burning and they still wouldn't believe him. So. You're thinking it was a trick. A hologram. Cut back to Earth. The Destroyer and Thor are still going at it. Um, Thor finally gets his hammer back, only to have the hammer messed up by the... Destroyer. Um, ...force that the Destroyer shoots from his fingers. It Bre- cuts breaks, it in half. breaks his hammer, basically. Yeah. So now Thor says, well, I'm still not weaponless. I have the Norn Stones. And so he starts using them to levitate and do all these things. Finally, he, the, the destroyer pulls him down to the ground and causes the ground to become liquid that Thor falls into, sinks into. And then he turns that liquid into a diamond hard substance. Now, Nothing is being said about Thor not being in contact with his hammer. Notice that? Uh huh. The sixty seconds and he turns back in the Donald Blake thing. Yeah. Yep. Not 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 happening here. Nope. Um going back to Asgard, we see Loki trying to get out. Finally he casts a spell on uh one of the guards, but uh he didn't realize there were two guards, and so the second guard foils the plan and shackles him. So now not only is he in a prison cell, but he is shackled in the prison cell. Thor is trying, trying, trying to get out. Uh, the destroyer is going to leave to complete this mission. Uh, apparently battling Thor was not the mission. So he is going to leave to continue his mission. Uh, before that, he is going to dispatch Thor. And he is in the process of trying to dispatch Thor when the issue ends. Dun, dun, dun. So that is the ending of issue 
118. Now, you said you went and looked at 119. I assume Thor didn't die or you would have said something. Yeah, because that would have been the end of our podcasting. Well, you know. And and they still managed to get 400 and some issues yeah, out of it. So, so, yeah, he didn't die. Okay. So, um, what do you think? I've, I've liked this series. I, like you and I have discussed before, it's it's so much better when he's fighting as guardians and as guardian created things than just mere human yeah. beings who are, you know, well, this the communist dude people and the mafia people. Looks to be pretty bad because he can even pick up Thor's own hammer. Yeah. And, well, he was created by Odin. And pretty much he destroyed it. He was created by so. Odin to, to defend the earth against anything, so he had to be able to... To do anything Thor could. He can do anything Thor can do better. Th- oh, sorry. Okay. That's okay. All right, guys. So uh, that finishes up the uh, main topic of the episode. Uh, had a little feedback there at the beginning. Do want to throw out a reminder here to everybody. Um, if you have a chance, go to the Comic Book Noise website for me. See what you have to do to cast your vote for the Noisy Awards. The Mighty Thor podcast is up for a Noisy Award for in the new two-voice comic book podcast category. Now, the Noisy Awards are uh, podcasting awards. So any of you that have a chance to go out there, please take a couple minutes uh, see what you have to do. Send an email to Derek um, uh, indicating to him your vote. Those have to be in by midnight Eastern. Uh, yeah, midnight Eastern on February 28th. Also, those of you that may download us through iTunes, it would be really copacetic if you went to iTunes and left us a review, mainly because... With more reviews, the podcast is pinged easier on iTunes searches, so it helps people find the podcast. So hopefully with this thing called a movie coming out in March, people will kind of be interested in the Thor podcast, so they'll be looking. It'll make it a little easier for them to at least run across us once so they can find out whether or not they like us. do want to thank Mr. Coward. Um, appreciate everything he does and is doing, and yes, indeed. Hoping that uh, that his his job searching is is going well. He's been having quite a few more positive hits here lately for things he submitted. Uh, if you do want to get in touch with us, you can email us at the Mighty Thor Podcast at gmail We have a website at Comic Book Noise slash Thor. Uh, we have a link to forums there. If you want to go to forums, you can leave comments on the um, individual shows because they're all posted on there. We are on Facebook. Uh, Thor has a fan page there. Terry and I also hang out there. Might run into us there. Might not. Uh, nobody has yet. I'm kind of surprised that nobody has said, Hey, I listen to your podcast. This is me. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and so I guess with, with all that, a uh, lot, lot to keep in mind there and a couple favors to ask of you there as far as the iTunes reviews and the 
the Noisy Award votes. Um, Miss Terry, do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, just excited about coming back and finishing up the story and see if Thor survives and um, reading the new one. Speaking of next regular episode will be issue 620. I think so. Of the current, we will talk about that, and issues 119 and 120 of Journey into Mystery. And then our first special episode will be Thor First Thunder. Yes. The miniseries, five issues. We'll talk about the story as a whole rather than breaking down each issue uh, in that. So be on the lookout for those. The new Thor comes out this Wednesday. So hopefully over the weekend uh, we'll have an opportunity to do the, the next regular episode. I'm hoping before then that we'll get our first special episode out. Start getting those rolling too. Uh, I guess that's about it for us. Uh, Frank, Way, everybody else listening there. Let us know what you think. Let us know, uh, you know, what you like and don't like. We we appreciate the feedback and we'll do our best to respond to as much of it as we can. We've been able to so far, but we haven't been inundated with feedback, so it's been pretty easy. Other than that, I guess you guys just keep checking whatever method you use to get the shows and uh, just keep an eye out for the next episode, episode 17. Yes. will be the next regular, so... Thanks a lot, guys, for listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.